Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Whether you find yourself in the joys or the messes of mom life, we want to encourage you to remain faithful as you join us every Wednesday in creating a community of real moms, real stories, and real truth based on the Word of God. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. And today we are going to continue to unpack Mallory Lynch's story. Last week, she told us um, the story about how she lost her precious twins. And she titled that story, Beauty from Ashes. And it is a heavy, raw, moving story. Um, And then it ends up with the beauty having two kids on the other side of um, losing her precious twins. And And that was a hard story for her to tell, and I'm back with her today to continue kind of unpacking what happened so that it can help you out there if you've been through that or if you know someone that's been through that. And so make sure that you're caught up on her interview, part number one, before you listen to this part, just so you'll know where we're at and why we're talking about the things that we're talking about. And if you're going to get confused, I'll go ahead and say ahead of time, I said it on the last interview, but Her name is indeed Mallory as well. Her name is Mallory Lynch. I'm Mallory Allen. I know that's confusing. We were college roommates, so you can imagine we threw a lot of people off. Whenever somebody said the name Mallory, you know, we both looked. So just throwing that out there in case you have not listened to part one. So if I refer to Mal or Mallory, I'm not talking to myself and being crazy. I'm I'm talking to Mallory Lynch. But your story may not look exactly like Mal's does. You may have walked through great loss in in different ways. You may have had a miscarriage, or you may have had multiple miscarriages, or you may have struggled with infertility, and instead of getting that, that miracle pregnancy that you were praying for, you were not able to get pregnant, and your story may be an adoption story. But regardless of, of how your story is, of how you came to your journey in motherhood. I just want you to know before we start today that it is important that I say that you are a mother. Yes. Whether you, your babies are in heaven, whether they're on earth, whether they're adopted or biological, it does not matter. You are a mother and those are your babies and you love them And they are worth remembering and they're worth talking about. And so I just want to throw that out there today um, because it's important to me to say that. It's important to Mallory to say that. And so there are a lot of women, even even when it's not talked about, we've we were even talking yesterday. It's not talked about a lot from the older generation and the church. And so it's hard sometimes because when you need to go to someone for Mm -hmm. advice and things, um, it's not talked about a lot. Um, Our younger generation is doing a little bit better job of it, but still, um, it needs to be addressed more. And so that's what we're going to do today. There are a lot of women out there who have gone through the same things that you're going through today or that have thought the same things that you're thinking, even when you think that they're crazy in your grief. Um, They are feeling great pain just like you are. And so we want to unpack some of those thoughts yeah. today. We want to unpack some of those, the feelings that, that you're going through, the stages of grief that, you, that you're going through. And so, Mal, what advice do you have for someone today that has lost a child recently? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been honored now to walk with several people who have lost their children too early. Um, 
And I've started to see some similarities in our behaviors. It makes me think that some of my own bizarre behaviors weren't so unique to me in the throes of grief. Um, So, for example, for a long while, I couldn't be set beside people with babies in restaurants. I would ask to move or I would just lose it. I would come undone. And um, apparently that's something that a lot of people go through. But I thought it was uh, so weird for me. And I would tell myself, you're stronger than this. So, yeah. So here's some advice that I give a lot, although take notes that I am no expert here. So just some advice I find myself. People come to me a lot just because they know my experience. So here's here's what I've learned. Um, number one, hear me say this. Um, this is not your fault. You are not damaged goods. You are fit to be a mom. God created you. He sees you. Take your cares and your frustrations to him. He can handle your anger and your questions He is absolutely not mad at you. I've had to speak those truths over and over again in my head um, and just constantly tell other people that, you know what, bad things happen to good and bad people. Um, And so if you're asking God, why, why me? You know, you you didn't do anything wrong. You didn't deserve this. Um, And so that's, it's not crazy for thinking those thoughts, but you've got to be able to recognize the lies. Exactly. And you're going to hear us say that phrase like, it's not crazy, because me and Mel thought that was, you know, it's a funny way to tag it. But at the same time, very serious, like it it really does go with what we're talking about. Because some of the things that you might be thinking or that Mal has thought about before that she wrote down here, you know, they are thoughts that she's had to tell herself. These are not crazy things to think. And so we want you to identify with those. They're very real and raw. So another thing that we talked about is it's not crazy to feel like your own home is a prison because mm-hmm. you might be walking past your computer with your registry on it that saved your favorites. You might be walking past your nursery um, where there's a crib put together as you were waiting on a baby to come and you had a miscarriage or maybe your baby was born and you actually rocked your baby in that nursery and it's just too painful. It's too much for you to walk past it. And so it is not a crazy thought for you to think, I need to get away. I need right. to go stay with my parents. I need to go on a vacation. We need to do something to get out of this house. I know Mallory has even had a friend who they ended up selling their home yeah. because they just really felt like to move on properly that they needed to to move into a different house. And so that is a, to- a totally normal, it's not crazy thought. Another one, you may feel bitterness you know, stages of grief. You may have gone through great sadness, and then you see other people around you having babies that are your age, your friends, and you feel bitterness. Like, how come they get that, and I I don't? Like, how come they have that story, and I don't? You know, don't feel ashamed for the feelings that you have. I think, if nothing else on on this point that I'm making, God can handle any emotions that you have. He can handle your anger. He can handle your sadness. He can handle your bitterness. And he's the only one that can heal the depths of your soul and the hurting that you feel and those feelings. God isn't scared of of hard things. He's not scared of hard feelings to feel. And, um, you know, I think a lot of times Christians think, well, I can't be bitter because I I have Jesus in my heart. Like, I shouldn't be feeling like this. But I think it's an absolutely normal thing to feel. And I feel like the Lord in our humanity would know that, you know, about us. So, yeah. all right. What's another one, Mal? 
So um, it's not crazy to feel not yourself anymore. Um, People will tell you this, and it is true. Time will heal your heart, but your heart will not be the same anymore. You will not be the same anymore. Um, Your heart's going to be stronger, full of more compassion. But also, you're going to know that sometimes the absolute worst thing that can happen will happen. You, you know this now. And so you view life through a little bit of a different lens. Um, and, and sometimes, like, I, I found the whole first year of parenting Sydney, I was parenting out of strong fear. I didn't really realize it, but I felt like I needed to control all of that. And so um, you're just not the same person anymore, so it's not crazy to, it's not crazy to think that. You are different. But I hope, with God's help, you, 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 are, you are a stronger individual and— um, can put the pieces back together over time. Also, so th- the next point I want to make is along those same lines, you've got to give yourself the grace to lament and grieve. It is not uh, a crazy thought to think, I-, I have nothing to give right now. I need to step out of, of ministry at church for a season. And being sad for longer than a week is totally okay in this scenario. Um, it I've heard grief best described as waves in an ocean. Um, Someone very wise told me this a few years into my grief. Um, If you try to stand there, the waves will just keep smacking you over and over again. Um, Eventually, you are going to lose your footing. You may make it through a few, but keep trying to hold back those waves of emotions. When the right wave hits, it will hit hard and it will knock you out. It will knock your feet from you. Um, However, if you feel a wave coming on, my advice to you is to get to a safe space and really dive into that wave of grief. Let the emotions pass over you. They are real. They are valid feelings. Um, and as long as you're in a safe space, you really need to let yourself process and experience that so that you can move on. And the mm. next wave may be a little lighter. Yeah. Um, and so holding that stuff back, it's not going to be a good advice. And it's just it's not crazy to need space and time to do that. Right. Get in a safe space. Let the Lord like help you deal with it. It's going to come. So you might as well hit it head on, but in a place where you feel like, you know, you can, you can be in private, you can grieve how you need to, all those things. That's important. You don't want to spew on other people around you. Um, So safe space is an important word. And you also don't (laughs) want to be the person, you know, in the movie theater, bawling your eyes out, sobbing, and everyone's (laughs) like, shh, you know. Safe space, keyword there. Okay, I already mentioned this in the last week, but um, the next point is to get a necklace or something that represents them in your world. It's not crazy to feel separated from your lost child and and, and needing something to, in your mind, feel like they're close to you. Um, that, I can tell you, has helped so many people, me included. I'm wearing my necklace today. Um, pro tip buy two because, and again, this has happened so many times, one chain might get ripped or something and you will feel devastated. Um, And so this is actually my second chain, but I already had it. So that's great. Um, I can't tell you how many times I would feel grief rising or I would feel this like loss of breath, like they're not with me. And I would, I would grab my necklace um, and it was a subtle way that didn't interrupt the whole atmosphere, didn't draw attention to myself, but that I could ground myself again and be like, Okay, you can do this. Um, and so, you know, definitely try to get something that you can keep on you um, that helps you feel more grounded in that way. It's also a good way to feel like you have that loved one with you during important occasions or group photos. Family photos are going to be 
really hard for you. Um, or at least they have been for most of the people that I talk with. But having this necklace on, it, it's, it's unusual, but it helps me think, okay, we're all here. We're all in this photo. They're represented. I'm honoring them. Um, so some way that you can do that that's kind of subtle is a piece of jewelry. And um, I think that works really well uh, in those instances. Okay, the next thing is you've got to try and find something to focus on that can give each day purpose. you gotta, you got to be able to get out of bed for some reason. You may have other kids um, which they need you, but I've even been honored to walk with some women who do have kids before they miscarried or, or lost a child. And sadly, you know, there's, there's a weird relationship. Like it's a reminder of what they lost, and it's, it's not an immediate purpose that they can run to to fulfill that loss. Yeah. And so find something that will help you um, in that. I think Anna in Frozen 2 said it best. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, How to rise <laughs> from the floor when it's not you I'm rising for. Just do the next right thing. I honestly cannot listen to that song without crying. But um, you got to do the next right thing. you got to have something to get you moving again or you're going to be tempted to stop in time and spiral into depression. Um, for one of my friends, she and her husband decided to do a hard thing and start serving food to the nurses at Lobaner who cared for her son for the seven weeks before he entered heaven. So hard to step back into those doors, but it gave them purpose. Like, they were so nice to us. We need to serve them. They now actually even have a coffee food truck named after him called JoJo's Espresso. So that has given them a way to honor his memory and um, and something to just focus on. Um, for me, it was, let's just throw ourselves back into a work project. And we worked probably like 20 hours every day, but it was just something to take my mind off of it. Um, it's really important. Okay. Next piece of advice. Um, it's not crazy that you're not, you're not moving on or you're not just getting over it. Um, don't expect to just get over this or move on. You had a child that left this earth before you. I mean, your hopes and dreams for that child went out the window. They'll never be replaced. So those waves of grief may spread out over longer periods of time. They may be less intense, but it is not, um, it's not that you're a bad Christian, quote unquote, that you're still sad and you can't move past this. This is not something to move past. This is a part of you and a part of your journey. So, however... You cannot let this event derail God's purpose for your life. I already spoke to having a purpose that gets you out of bed each morning, but here I'm talking about just God's overall purpose for your life. Um, That's what Satan wants to do. Let God bring beauty to your pain and try to hope and live again. Share your story with others. Um, I I honestly try to be better and do better because I want my twins' lives to have mattered. Um, They taught me how to be a better mother. When I'm about to complain about being up all night, I think, you know what? No, I I will rejoice that I get to be up all night with this miracle. And I'm not always perfect in that, but God is quick to remind me um, in those instances. And so, um, and also now the cross in heaven is that much sweeter. I can't wait to see my twins again. And it holds a whole nother level of meaning and and it's deep rootedness of just how great. It already was great, but now that much sweeter. And so you, you've got to keep going to honor those that you lost. And, and God has a purpose for you. You are a part of his plan and he's not thrown off by this. And so definitely be willing to let him continue to use you and keep walking in what he's called you to do. Absolutely. That's a, that is a huge word and challenge. Um, and another thing um, 
that Mao said, and, and we'll close this part, is everybody else, their world, it's, it's going to keep turning. Their world is going to move on yeah. and probably a lot faster than yours will. Um, as you grieve and time kind of seems to slow down for you in, in what you're walking through. And so, you know, just as you would wish them to have grace on you as you grieve, make sure that you also in turn are having grace on them and that there are things that will come that you will have to, you know, rejoice with them in yeah. that are good things. Like yeah. people will get engaged. People will get married. People will have babies. Mm -hmm. People will have kids' birthdays. People will have baby showers. People will have things that are exciting and good news for them. And even though it can make you want to fall apart, you know, they still need to be celebrated right. and rejoiced. And it's just hard to even think about wrapping your mind around that because you're so overcome with grief. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, that that's a hard line to walk. And so just like Mallory said it best to me, like she just really tries to be open about how she communicates like triggers, especially with close friends and family. You know, if there are right. things that you know are going to just like, I cannot do, I love you, but I can, and I'm so excited for you, but I can just not come to your baby shower right now. Like I, it's just too much for me. That person would much rather you tell them that, and they're not going to think that's crazy. No. They're going to understand that, hey, she's happy for me. Hey, she is even addressing the situation, but I understand that she is walking through too much right now to be able to handle that. And I feel like anyone would honor and respect your grieving if you honor and respect, you know, their things that are are being celebrated. And so that's just like something something to throw out there um, that we thought we should include. So maybe you're listening out there today, and this is not something that you've ever walked through personally. Maybe you have not ever walked through a miscarriage or infertility or losing a child. And we praise God for that. And we just want for you to know that there's there's nothing wrong with talking about these things, you should not feel bad about not ever having walked through them. But at the same time, we know that you probably know somebody that has. Yeah. You probably have had a family member, or you will, mm -hmm. or you probably have had a friend, or you will in the future, that will walk through either all of these things or one of these things at the very least. So this question that we're about to unpack is for you. What do you do and what do you say when you're not sure how you should proceed with someone that is dealing with this great grief of losing a child? And also, what should you not do and what should you not say? <laughs> yes. um, unfortunately, something that Mallory has had to learn for both of them that has been done well and has not been done so well. This is raw stuff here, stuff that is not addressed enough. And so we right. are going to unpack this today. Um, Mal, we are going to talk about advice for the loved ones out there, for friends out there who has had someone walk through the great loss of losing a child. And so um, let's just get started. You can go with the first thing. Yeah. The, the first piece of advice I have for you is just cover them in prayer all the time. 
um, they're dealing with some very, very dark thoughts. And um, it's, it's a very much a battle of the mind. Uh, they need your strength when they might not have enough faith to even pray for themselves. Um, if you think of them, text them right then. Text them just a heart emoji or um, purple heart, purple heart, purple heart. You know, whatever whatever you want to do, it honestly does not have to take very long, but you need to text them right then. I've learned through, honestly, my own um, efforts in trying to be there for others that have gone through this experience that the Lord may have brought them to your mind because they're falling apart in that very moment. God is so good when we're lying in our tears and we're just like, Lord, just help me to, to use people um, to be his hands and feet. And um, if, if, they, if they come to your mind, don't make it big and formal. Don't tell them to, you know, get out of the house or anything. Just let them know that you remember that they're going through something and that they're loved. And that's really as simple as it has to be. Um, okay, the next piece of advice is that it's really important for parents to have somewhere that they feel they can be close to their lost children. Um, this is this is really important. I have spoken to too many people who regret not burying their children for cost reasons, some who even years later went back and created a grave marker, a gravestone um, for that purpose. Um, and so having a gravesite or even just a memorial garden in their backyard could be really helpful. Um, this may be expensive and something that could help here would be for friends and family to take up money to help cover this. It's not something that even was talked about with me, but can you imagine, you know, a, a younger couple who has just lost kids and you want to honor them and you go and you have no experience with a funeral home and how expensive that stuff seems to be, but you want to honor them. Right. And I'm so glad that we did, but there are several people that I know who didn't have the funds to be able to do that. And so help try to to cover cover the cost for that. That's something that would be really awesome. So these parents, they are not thinking about a lot of things, and they are not even in their right state of mind. They're grieving. And so anything that you can do from fundraising to helping them make hard decisions and things that, you know, just showing up, holding their hand, just being there, and then maybe organizing a meal for them and their family so that they can, you know, get nourished after such a hard, hard, hard day. Mm -hmm. And so that would be huge for them. Um, another thing that we talked about is before you ever go over and hang out um, or you ask them to come out and do something, to get them out of the house, if you have babies that were supposed to be born around the same time that theirs were born, you know, you'd already talked about, like, they're going to be friends and all that. Or if you um, have had recently had newborns, um, even if it's been a year ago for this person that has lost a child, just out of respect for them, just go ahead and say, hey, um, you know, we're close friends. I feel like I can ask you this. Is it okay if if we bring our baby or if we if we bring our toddler that was going to, you know, be born at the same time your child was, because that shows great love and respect for right. that person. And, you know, when me and Mallory were talking about this, she said a lot of times we wanted to see their kids and like we wanted them to bring them around us. But just asking is yeah. respectful, you know? Yeah, it may be hard and it may be a day by day thing. It may be today I can't handle that. And just asking would be awesome. It makes no sense, but it is an unusual um, thing that you have to think about. Okay, the, the next tip of advice is give strong people the space to be broken. Um, so there was a stigma we felt like for Stephen and I 
that we couldn't really be real in public because we were leaders at, at our church um, and still are. But, you know, it doesn't mean that we aren't strong Christians if we can't be happy all the time a month after we lost our children, if we can't lead worship a month after we lost our children. And, and we felt it was nothing put on outwardly, but inwardly we felt like we had to be okay and move on. Um, but you know what? We were never meant to be perfect and it's perfectly okay to be broken in the face of tragedy. And so creating a space where we can just sit and we feel like it's okay to just be sad and cry and, and, um, and you just be there and listen. This is a huge point. Don't fall off the face of the planet. Uh, we want to, people in this position want to feel, um, loved and supported. But when you're there, don't try to fix them or nudge them out the door or girl we got to do a you know date night let's get you out of your head no it's about be broken with just let us be broken and and be with us cry with us hug us like you just said bring meals over try to take care of the physical needs the healing will come but you can't force it and you shouldn't you shouldn't expect people like oh but you're really strong so you should bounce back quicker you know those are hurtful things to think and and say and and like, you know, I thought you'd be over this by now. That's yeah, that is absolutely that. not never, the right thing to say. say please, please don't ever say that. OK, so the next the next piece of advice is remember the birthdays. Um, if you can, that proves to be such a special tradition um, is remembering the birthdays. Our um, you know best friends now for three years in a row have brought us two cupcakes for our twins birthdays. And it is so special. We don't remind them. We don't bring up that, you know, the twins' birthday this week. They don't forget them. And that's huge. And I I really hope that you're able to do that for someone in your world that, that you've loved. And, and it takes effort because you could forget because it's not as heavy in your world as it is for us. When we wake up on that birthday, it is a, it is a monumental, big, dark day. You know, and and so. And you said you don't want to party. You don't want no. songs. You're not happy. But no. just knowing that people remember. Yep. Sometimes they even just leave them like on the doorstep. It's not like here's some candles and blow out. And that's been really great for me. Of course, your friends or family may be different, but in some way honoring them and giving them space to maybe talk about them if they want to, um, about your, the lost babies if they want to, that would be great. Um, just Just help them to know that they're not forgotten, you know, that they existed. Okay, yeah, and our next piece of advice, and I say this with as much love as I can, uh, but miscarriages, preterm deliveries, stillborn babies, those babies that are born but pass away weeks into life, all of those are very different things. Um, We all may grieve the losses at the same level, or maybe not. Uh, My miscarriage was a very different loss than giving birth in a hospital with an epidural to my twins. Um, I carry those scars very differently. Um, I got probably about 30 different texts from people saying they knew exactly how I felt because they had miscarried at six weeks or eight weeks and that in time you'll get over it. Um, And that that wasn't really helpful to me. So it's not a good idea to tell grieving parents that you know how they feel. Um, One of of my friends that... um, you know, had had a child but entered heaven after born. Um, I even was hesitant to approach them. And, and as soon as I did, you know, I started the conversation with, let me, let me first say, you and I went through very different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I wanted to honor that because I did not hold my children for seven weeks, you know, in a hospital praying over them. It's a it's a very different level. Um, and and your miscarriage was very different than my miscarriage. Right. And we had different levels of grief. So never assume that you know exactly how anyone feels, honestly, in any situation. But I think just being there for them and saying, you know, wow, like this is really hard loss. I've I've had a loss as well in my family, and it was really hard. But for you, this must be extremely hard. Tell me about it, if you're ready. You know, when you're ready, I'm here for you. Right. And um and and just just be very careful with how you approach those things. Um, I think lumping them all into one scenario sometimes will cause some heart hurt. Um, if you're not careful. Yes. Okay, that leads me into the next point of just being very conscious with what you're doing. So um, next piece of advice is when you're making items or lists that include all family members, uh, make sure to include those babies that were born and named or at least ask the parents before moving forward. Um, for example, my mother-in-law has a family tree platter, has all the grandkids' names on it and everything that was given to her. And the giver was actually super thoughtful and Facebooked me and asked if they could include Isaac and Kate um, in that family tree, which I happily said yes to. Mm, yeah. um, and everyone in my world is very good about remembering, you know, to, inc- to include them. Um, any family gatherings will be especially sensitive. Um, so try to think of ways to include them. I'll, I'll never forget the first Thanksgiving after a loss of twins. There was something said at one of my family gatherings, like, I'm, sh- I'm so glad the whole family's here. And it stung me. Um, I didn't make a big scene because, of course, they didn't mean anything by it. Um, but I did go to the bathroom and cry for a while because all of the family wasn't there. It was a big hole in my heart. Right. And, and now I don't feel that way. But that was the first holiday, and I was just extra sensitive um, so just be careful about that. We don't like people who've experienced this don't want you to walk on eggshells around them because that almost makes it worse. Like, oh, I'm weak. Like, right. like something has happened and and people can't be themselves around me. But just be like intentional about inten- remembering. That's a them. great word. Intentional, yeah. like an ornament on the tree. If you're going to put all your grandkids ornaments around the trees, you probably should have ornaments that represent those that have gone on, you know, that have already gone to heaven. It could even be a different ornament, like an angel or something. But right. to, to have them honored and remembered in a, in a list of this is a part of our family is a huge gesture mm-hmm. and I think would go really far. Um, you know, around Thanksgiving, I always put two little white pumpkins on my front door for my twins. And Sydney picks out her pumpkin and Oliver got one last year as well. But that's just a little tradition in my heart that I do. And there's going to be lots of ways that you will see parents remembering those that they feel important to remember. And it would be great if you carried on the tradition as well. Yeah. And if you're if you are a thoughtful like gift giving person, like there are people that are just better at that yes. than others. Um, and, and that is a gift that the Lord has given you. Um, I know someone who had, I believe it was between like five and 10 miscarriages. It was a lot wow. before she had a baby. And um, somebody, it wasn't even a family member. It was just someone who the Lord had blessed with the gift of thoughtfulness. And that person um, had some creative skill. I'm not sure if it was sewing, knitting, or what it was, but they made her a blanket. Oh, wow. And they, like, somehow formed it or pieced it. It may have been a quilt or something like that. But they, in their in their thoughtfulness, the, in, in their intentionalness, they mm. made her a blanket that represented all of those babies. That's incredible. And I just thought— 
you know, if you're out there and like we said, you may have not walked through this, but you may know people that have or that are walking through it right now or that will. And that is a, the Lord's given you a set gift um, of thoughtfulness or of creativity. And you can find a way to be intentional in remembering um, that child or those children lost. That's huge. And that is a great thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've, we're talking about to do's and not to do's, but that is something that is huge to do for sure. Mm-hmm. And another one I would say is on Mother's Day, Mother's Day is a huge trigger, but girl, stand up. You know, there's there's all these these stand up if you're a mom and let's celebrate, you know, on Mother's Day. Oh, I, yeah. You got to stand up. <laughs> I can't tell you how many people nudge me. Stand up, stand up. But it's like, okay. I, f- I feel like I'm a mom, but what if someone judges me because they know I don't have any living children? But, I mean, I held my children, and I, I have that bond now. So I'm giving you permission. Here, you know, tell the, tell the loved ones in your world that have gone through this, you are a mother, stand up on Mother's Day, and then know it's going to be a devastatingly hard day for them. So, And to the people who haven't been through this like we're talking to right now, you know, you could mean nothing by this, okay? But— if you send a text to somebody that says, you know, happy Mother's Day, this one's going to be, you know, the best one yet. Because, like, for example, Mallory had Sydney and, and Oliver, you know. Yeah. She may still have a hard day on Mother's Day. Yeah. Um, And so just just be sensitive of that. Don't feel like you can't tell somebody happy Mother's Day or don't feel like you can't um, – you know, be finding joy with them and the kids that they do have here on earth. But at the same time, you know, just be sensitive to how you handle it because, you know, don't assume that she's having the greatest day ever because of the fact that she has kids that are here. Um, she may still really be struggling because there yeah. are some that aren't. So, so just, true. just throwing that out there. And so, you know, more than anything... When we were making this list, I was just thinking, like, the Lord wanted me to say this, but be careful about the words that you speak over people or the promises that you make to people. And what I mean by that is um, when you tell somebody that you're praying for them, that's never bad. I would never say, hey, don't pray for me. Like, (laughs) no matter what, if it's I'm going through a good thing or a bad thing, Prayer is always good. So so hear me out on that. I want to be very clear. But when you proclaim things over people, I'm praying for this. Be very careful. And what I mean by that is some specifics. Like, I'm praying that God's going to bless you with another child. And you say that right after they've already had a miscarriage or lost a baby. Or I'm praying that the Lord opens your womb again. Or... You know, God, he's got a plan. He knows. And and you act like you understand, like, this was supposed to happen. This was his plan. Those are all things that can very much be true. But let God decide and reveal those things to that person. I'm trying to be very careful in how I speak about this because I don't want you to feel like you can't encourage people. I don't want you to feel like they don't need your prayers or that they don't want you to encourage them in that way because I think that they absolutely do. Mm -hmm. But most importantly, 
Let them know that you are praying for them, that you do love them, that you're there, that you're listening. And if you feel the need to proclaim a promise over them, instead of letting it be your words, maybe just let it be scripture, something that you know absolutely would not change. So, for example, God has got you. He is holding you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Um, You know, the verse about the Lord is near the the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. That's Psalm 34, 18. That's a promise. They are brokenhearted. They are crushed in spirit. But God will absolutely be near to them in that. Mm -hmm. That is nothing that you are saying like the Lord's going to give you another baby. The, yeah. See the difference that 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 is difference. that is a scripture that is straight from the Bible versus you proclaiming something some promise that yeah. you really have no business doing and it can sting them. Yeah, they're so sensitive it can sting them and so I feel like people have the best intentions behind anything that they say yeah. to someone, but I just wanted to be clear in saying this because I feel like. A lot of times you feel like you need to say something, but maybe sometimes it would be better to say less or to say something that just comes straight from Scripture or something that you know 100% without a shadow of a doubt that the Lord said it himself, and that is a promise that you can put place over them and encourage them with. But it's not something that you're just like shooting from the gun, like saying, because you hope that it happens. You right. have biblical hope that it will happen. And you're not wrong in your thinking it, but maybe just don't share that. Maybe pray that over them. Pray right. that they're given another child. Pray those things. But it's not the time to say them. So I just think that that is really important to say. Um, because I feel like I know (laughs) it can be uncomfortable sometimes when you're not like really sure what to say and, you know, things just kind of come out. So be conscious of that. Go ahead and be prepared up with some scripture. You can't ever go wrong if you're going to, if you're going to say scripture, speak scripture, pray scripture over somebody, Mm -hmm. um, in any situation, not just losing a child. And so, um, you know, I, I hope that this has been helpful. I hope that um, whether you're the the mom out there that has walked through this or you're the mom out there of a daughter who's walked through this or a friend that's walked through this or a grandchild that's walked through this, whatever it may be, I hope that this has been helpful. Um, I know it has been for me. I know that Mallory has Mallory Lynch because I'm Mallory too. (laughs) So confusing. But I know that she has really... um, I've learned a lot from her as we have unpacked a lot of this part two interview together. And so I really appreciate all of your input, Mal, and I appreciate um, your vulnerability again um, in sharing the thoughts that aren't crazy to have and in sharing what to say and what not to say um, to someone that's walking through this. So with that, do you have anything else to say? Just thank you so much for having me. And when in doubt, it's just better that you are there for them in any capacity and um, just let them know that you love them. And so thank you guys so much for listening. Absolutely. And I said this last week, but if you have been through the loss of a child and you really resonate with the story that Mallory has shared in 
part one of her interview and the things that we talked about today and you're hurting and you need to talk to somebody or share more about what you are walking through, what the Lord's teaching you, whatever it is, whatever stage of your story that you're in, you can go to faithful31moms.com, scroll to the bottom of the homepage and email me directly and I can connect you with Mallory Lynch if you would like to do that. Um, I said this last time, she did not just come on this podcast to share this story because it was an easy thing to do. I think that you all realize it was a hard thing to do and to get vulnerable, to share this. But she did it to honor her twins, and she she wants to help people that are walking yeah. through this. So if you would like to get connected to her, shoot me an email and um, let us know where you're at in your story. If you'd like to be connected to to Mal, and I can absolutely do that. And share this podcast. If you know somebody, the thing that we were just talking about, the second question about things that would be a good idea to do, maybe you could just say, hey, I think that I don't know what you're going through, but somebody does. I heard it on um, Faithful 31 Moms podcast and just maybe share this podcast with them. Um, That might be huge for them. And it might be something that they could really relate to and wherever they're at. So I would just ask that of you out there. And if you are needing prayer and you are walking through some hard stuff, um, we want to be that for you. So please find us on Facebook, find us on Instagram, find us on faithful31moms.com, however it is. But we would love to hear from you. And I hope that you all have learned a lot like I have learned a lot today and um, I just appreciate you Mal for being so real and honest with us through this whole interview process and I hope that you all out there have a wonderful day thanks Faithful 31 Moms is produced in association with Love Worth Finding Ministries built on the profound biblical teaching of Pastor Adrian Rogers please visit our website faithful31moms.com for all interview show notes And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Faithful31Moms. That's Faithful31Moms.com.